gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in this is dump on the ump ostensibly a baseball podcast tonight is tuesday october the 27th coming at you from champaign illinois my name is joel i've got game six of the world series on right now but by the time you listen to this baseball will be over (laughs) (laughs) with me tonight as per usual is sam Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel, I'm doing good. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. Um, yeah. And also joining us, special guest, Jesse. Jesse, how's it going? Pretty good. Coming at you from the Finger Lakes of New York State, where the leaves are on the ground and the weather is cold. Yes, <laughs> very cold. We had some fucking snow coming in. Yeah, us um, too. Yeah. Uh, this is Dip on the Up, uh, usually a baseball podcast. We're going to do some different shit today. Before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening to last week's episodes. Make sure you are subscribing to us if you listen to Apple iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Dump on the Up uh, at dotwordpress.com. So this is going to be, what, the third weekly installment of Top of the Crock? Or on cooking spinoff yeah. podcast. <laughs> the cooking segment. <laughs> Top of the crock to you, everyone. Top of the crock to you, everyone. Top of the crock. <laughs> I posted uh, hashtag Top of the Crock on Twitter the other day, and one of our Twitter followers says, I thought that said Top of the Cock. And I was like, that too. Mean? Yeah, that's a different <laughs> podcast <laughs> altogether. Right, that's a very yeah tip of the tip of the cock. Very do it. Is that like tipping your hat? Like, oh, tip of the tip of the cock. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a circumcision podcast. Oh my god, <clears throat> I'm sure that exists. I'm sure that exists. <laughs> uh, but that's not this podcast. This is not a circumcision podcast. <laughs> not the circumcision podcast. Not yet, anyway. Jesse. Okay, so Jesse, you were telling us off camera about this book. So what's this? What's yeah, this so I'm, I'm reading this uh, book. Uh, the title is called "Is a Dirt" by um, Bill Buford, who was the writer or editor, excuse me, for the New Yorker for many years, and previously wrote a book called "Heat" about working in. Um, one of Mario Batali's high-end restaurants. This is obviously pre-Me uh, Too Mario Batali. For those of you who aren't familiar with him, he was the schmuck with the ponytail and the Crocs who was on, who became kind of a TV ce- chef celebrity, um, but definitely was very influential, you know, in the last 20 years of uh, American food. Um, this is a book about Bill Buford moves... Uh, he gets all giddy about wanting to learn how to cook classical French food and moves to Lyon, France to follow his dreams and drag his family along. 
<laughs> and his, his wife and two young twin boys. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's a it's a fun romp. Um, it's you know it's an American and you know the classic fish out of water story. Um, he is doing what they call Sam. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's called like a, a stage. Yep. Um, where you go to work for free in a restaurant. Basically, they just do like, oh, you want to work for us? Okay, slave labor. Sign up here. Well, so we're gonna we're gonna abuse you and um, make you do all the shitty work, and then you won't, you know, you won't actually want to do this. Um, but it's sort of him searching for sort of the soul of French food, and you kind of reading it, you see that. They're really fucking uptight. <laughs> he previously, is other, in the other book, he, he you know, after working for Batali in his Italian restaurant, he goes and works in uh, Tuscany uh, for a French, or French, Italian butcher and other other restaurateurs. Um, and this sort of, he makes a lot of parallels between the looseness and sort of easygoingness of Italian food and the very strict nature of the, brigade system in French cooking and mm. um, you know there's a lot of parallels you could take to sort of French culture in general but I mean it's a good book you know I, I haven't finished it yet I don't know what you guys think of French cooking I think Sam might have some opinions uh, <laughs> I was trying to remember what candied pears were called in the <laughs> Tip of the cock to you. <laughs> Let's get back to basic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sam. I, so, is Italian like, it's, cult, cuisine culture. It's funny because I've actually worked with a number of European dudes. Worked with a couple French guys. Uh, like a number of French guys, actually. There's a lot of French chefs in New York. And a couple of Italian guys. A few German guys. <clears throat> um, I've worked with an English guy. Anyway, all of it's interesting because all of the European people um, are like they start culinary school like in what we would consider high school, and it's a much more common sort of thing there. And so, if you're like going up through the culinary program in France, say, like you only learn how to cook French food, basically, Um, and like we, you know. There's some vocational schools in this country where people can go to culinary school. And I think that they probably teach them a lot of French stuff too. But basically, like, so if, like, you, you, like, the German guys and the French guys and the Italian guys and the English guys are all, they, like, have their thing that they're, like, this is the way it is. And it's a lot, it's interesting because it's, like, that's not quite the same way with American chefs, I feel like. Right, um, right. And <clears throat> honestly, the Italian guys, the ones I've worked with, not that I've had any actual problems with them, but it's like they're the most, like, strict. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it, especially about Italian food specifically. Um, and the, the, the rest of them are much more flexible. But it's like, you know, it's fucking pasta, dude. Like, it's not like... It's not that serious. You can put as much ketchup on it as you want. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) It's pasta, pasta, sandwich, or pizza. Right. 
Anyway, they, interesting. see, the thing is, is like you would joke. you would make it's, that it's joke salad. to an Italian chef. You're like, is pasta a sandwich? And they would not think it's funny at all. You know, in the face. Yeah. Honestly, it's one of the things I've said this before. One of the great culture shocks I got when I moved to the Midwest in 07 was that there were salads that were meats but not vegetables. <laughs> like the the existence of a steak salad where it's like, wow, this is a steak with a cherry tomato <laughs> calling it a salad. Joel, when you order sushi there, do they give you ranch instead of soy sauce? <laughs> That's got to be a St. Louis thing. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, I had a good question about that, though. Because the... the Oh, that's what it was. Because, Sam, you've talked about this before in the context of American cuisine, where... You're really interested kind of in the regionalism of American cuisine. Yeah, exactly. And how that's different than France or Italy, I imagine, where they have this real national identity built around their national cuisine. Uh, no, I feel like there I feel like there is definitely regionalism in France and like in Europe for sure. But it's just like it's probably less of a swing, I think. Um, and that's because, like, right. there's, you know, a lot of, like, a region's cuisine is influenced by the, like, immigrants that settled that place, like, primarily. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, and, and the climate, too. I mean, right, and the climate. And it's, like, yeah. in France, it's not like, you know, it's like, oh, a shitload of Chinese settlers settled here. And so there's a lot of, like, Asian flavors. It's like, there's none of that. Uh, right. Right, because of the melting pot aspect of American food, but it's just right. like I don't know. There's a lot of uh, national nationalism when it comes to cuisine with all these European guys. Mm-hmm. Does the author talk about that at all, Jesse? Like, is Lyon in the south of France or not? I have no so idea. So it's sort of the center east of the country. Center. It's like it's like. Um, it's not the Royal Valley, though, right? No, no, no. It's southeast of that. But it's it's sort of a... He kind of paints it as kind of an ugly city. And in fact, I, I've actually been there. Um, my mom lived there briefly in the 60s. And we visited... Jesse's uh, really 75 years old. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, my... <laughs> I lived there briefly during the war. And... <laughs> My brief love affair there. Right. You and fucking so Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, your mom lived there. Go oh on. no, no, Sorry. Yeah, no. She, she lived there. She was a, an au pair there in the sixties, and and uh, stayed in touch with the mother of the family. And we we stayed. She she's been back numerous times and stayed with them. And uh, she actually, the French woman's come and, when I was a kid, stayed with us in Seattle, oh. um, and. So I have a little bit of a connection to that city, but yeah, no, it's 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 kind of an industrial, ugly city. But for reasons that are not totally clear to me, it's the gastronomic capital. So um, it's the, it's the Cincinnati of France. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> Think of I it. I guess so. Yeah, it might be like the 
I don't have a strong sense of like where it falls in terms of culture within the like I don't really know what parallels are. I mean, yeah, it sounds like it's the Cincinnati of France. You might right. be right. Yeah. Are you are or you least, saying are you like throwing out the hot or, take that Cincinnati is the gastronomic capital of America? <laughs> I mean, you might be right. Cincinnati chili may be the height of American cuisine. That's exactly what I'm saying. Ugly, Cincinnati's not ugly, but you know, crumbling industrial town. That's also the gastronomic capital of the country. Of the region, at least. Of the the region, of the greater greater Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio area. Patica, Paducah. How do you pronounce that word? Is that what that region's called, Patica? Yeah, uh, and fucking, it's like the. I'm really into listing the major metropolitan areas of America, and one of them is either Patica or Paducah, Kentucky, which is right on the Ohio. Anyway, this is a stupid conversation. I'll stop talking mm. about Kentucky. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Kentucky. You shit die. Uh. So what so how far into the book are you? Uh like halfway. Okay, I so hope he... the whole family doesn't die at the end. I don't think that they do. <laughs> <Wait. laughs> I'll be, be quite pretty disappointed. Um but yeah, he also goes into like the whole like France is very well known for the their bureaucracy and the um just get trying to like live there it was a huge feat unto itself to get a visa and to get just you know everything about it <clears throat> but the food does sound really good the thing is it's like everything has a shitload of butter in it if i ate that i would be like nauseous every night if i ate like you know when you eat too much rich food and you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like oh my god i shouldn't eat that maybe that's just me but uh it's usually from too much butter I kind of like that feeling. What's the dish like, that you've read about that is, would you say, is the most delicious sounding? Ooh, man. Um, which, I don't remember exactly what it is. He goes to he he goes to this farm with some people, and they kill a pig, and then they make baudin noir, which is like blood sausage. Yeah, and then made like a saucy song out of like. A sausage out of the rest of it. Yep. And then he goes back after the sausage is made, and they just they they have all this sausage and all these cherries and all this wine from a local wine purveyor. And then he brings all this delicious fresh bread from. He works for a baker too, which the bread sounds amazing, and that meal sounds great. Just yeah. like shitload of cherries and wine and meat and bread. Yeah, that does cheese. sound good. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, what dish? Oh man, I don't even know. It's like. Honestly, none of it sounds that good. <laughs> like, I, I, it just all kind of sounds the same. And, like, I don't have a great sense of, like, I know what butter tastes like. I know what, it just seems like, I don't know. Like, I like foie gras, I guess, but. All these super rich, super, yeah. what, dense? I don't even know if that's the yeah. right food. I, all I can think about is myself waking up in the middle of the night having to, like, shit all out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's my funny. sister luck was calling my my brother has the same problem. We're calling him Jack Spratt. Do you know that like saying? I have not. Jack Spratt could eat no fat. His wife could have no lean, and so on. Okay. That's a it's a like a, it's a nursery rhyme kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a you know Charles Dickens era nursery rhyme. Right. Yeah, like like people just drink cream back in the day because they couldn't get sufficient calories otherwise. Yeah, well, I think they just had. But this is also like the food of like the very well-to-do. This isn't like the peasant food, you know. Right. Um, which I don't know what the equivalent in our country would be. Just like fucking, because like everything is so meant to be so egalitarian in a way here. It's like, well, everyone just wants a fucking steak, you know? Right. Well, and it's also almost reversed in, t- in terms of fats, where if you're talking about food as class... Oh, certainly now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like the, the junk food is the high-fat, high-calorie food. And, you know, if you're upper class or wealthier, you're going to be eating healthier and right. exercising and, you know, on a keto diet or something, some bullshit like that. No. Yeah, I do not know. I don't know. It's just a strange world. I mean, if you all the only place you can buy food from is the Dollar General, <laughs> right? Just, exactly. Just exactly. Oh, what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, man. So I uh, I made uh, pork ribs in my crock pot last night. Nice. I was super excited. Uh, listeners of the podcast, last week I made tried these pork chops in the crock pot. But they didn't turn out too good. They were too salty and not fatty enough. And Sam was the one who was like, oh, you needed to do ribs because you need, like, the good fatty meat. So I did that, and I eased up on the soy sauce. So the sauce that I put on the (laughs) short ribs, uh, not short ribs, spare ribs, was it's soy sauce, barbecue sauce, garlic, a shit ton of garlic, uh, uh, ginger powder, five Chinese spices, and brown sugar. That sounds good. Yeah, and you mix that all up and just pour it on the ribs and just throw them in the crock pot and bring it on. (laughs) Three days later, you got yourself some ribs. Eight hours, man. That's what I love about crock pot is a wonderful lazy man's tool. I am a lazy man. Uh, But they were ready this morning. And I'm like, it's 8 a.m. and I'm supposed to be on my Zoom call. And I'm like, oh, the pork's ready. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's, that's one of my favorite things also about cooking with the crock pot is you get to wake up and your house smells like meat. Why do you put it on at midnight? <laughs> I cook it overnight. That's ready the next day. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. So it's that. like you're, you're in an 8 a.m. meeting for school and you're like, Joel, are you eating ribs? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, hell yes, I'm eating ribs. Look at these ribs; they're delicious. <laughs> I was, I was pretty excited about that. Um, uh, man, have you been cooking over the, the quarantine? Me, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, I'm the primary cook here, man. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I had big garden this summer, and um. Cooking lots of stuff. I ate a lot of tomatoes, a lot of peppers, chilies, um, a lot of green beans. Oh my god, green beans are good. 
so many green beans. And it's like funny because my daughter will eat all the green beans out of the garden. And then I, at the table, she's like, no, I'm good. She doesn't want them. Huh. Even though they're the same green beans. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same thing. She'll also eat herbs just out of the garden, like eat handfuls of mint. Yeah. But then oh. if she's like, if there's like specks of green, she's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, just grabbing mint and stuffing it in your mouth is one of the most delicious things, I think, yeah. of all time. Fucking yeah. Yeah. yeah, what if I've been making I don't know, man. I really am into my walk. I like it's my favorite oh, yeah. tool. To, yeah. I got it nicely seasoned, and like one of the burners on my stove can get really hot. Um, and uh, we don't eat like a lot of meat, so I do a lot of like tofu in it and stuff, which I've, I feel like I've gotten pretty good at. But I like cooking meat in it also when I have it. And uh, what else has been going on food wise? We have an instant pot. I'm a pretty big fan of that thing. Sure. Yeah, that's a good call, too. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that's like the next step in crock technology. Right. Yeah, that's what I got to well, get to next. You know that the Instant Pot is a crock pot also. You can still yeah. cook on it. Yeah. They've, I haven't told that. I got to get the Instant Pot. Crocknology. See, I think I have an Instant Pot somewhere, and I don't know where it is. I feel like someone has given, been like, Joel, you didn't get Instant Pot. And they like gifted one to me, and I have no idea where it is i have lots of cabinets i never open <laughs> hope, hope you don't have any like think perishable in there right. yeah me too <laughs> give you like the crock pot an instant pot with like all you have to do is it's, it's your gift all you have to do is press on and it's full of like desiccated food now right. <laughs> <Spiders>. <laughs> yeah and there was definitely some scary places usually in hiding each places in my house Mm. Um, all right, Sam, talk to us about this pozole. Oh, yeah. I've been making a lot of pozole recently. First of all, I love soup. It's like maybe my favorite. I'm basically just like an 80-year-old man. I just love soup a lot, you know? Um, okay. And I've been making spicy soup especially. Uh-huh. And so recently I've been making a lot of pozole, uh, which is like a Mexican soup. And I think... Traditionally, it's made with pork, but I've been making it with chicken because uh, my girlfriend doesn't eat pork. Um, and I made this pozole yesterday with just, you know, and the good thing about soup is like you have some broth and you just throw everything in your refrigerator in there and then that's soup, you know? Right. right. <clears throat> so, but I get this, I had these chicken legs um, and I took some chicken broth and stewed the chicken legs in there with like a bunch of chili peppers to make like a really spicy broth. And then until the meat was falling off the bone of the chicken legs. And then I strained out the broth, picked all the chicken off, threw in hominy and sweet potatoes and regular potatoes and onions and something else. And all the chicken back in there and then cooked that. Um, and then... What I like to do is just dice up a bunch of like cilantro and jalapenos and uh, red onions and scallions and like have sour cream and avocado. Mm -hmm. And then you just like get your bowl of soup and you just add all of these like raw Mm -hmm. like herbs and, you know, 
like seasoning things in there. It's so fucking good. Man, that sounds good. I gotta make that like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Two questions. Yeah. Do you use canned hominy or you use dried? Canned hominy. But you could, I mean, you know, it's the same. You just have to cook the hominy yeah. first. Right, right, right. And and then when you're making the the after you've made the stock and you add everything back in. You, you don't saute the onions first. You just throw them in raw and let it kind of stew back together. Right, yeah. Oh, okay, nice. That sounds good, too. Yep. Yeah, I, I usually like will, yeah. like, I'll, like, sear the chicken first, and then mm-hmm. I'll put right. it in with some chicken stock, but then I also just add a bunch of water, and it kind of, like, mm-hmm. creates this, like, enriched sort of chicken broth. And then the key is, I think, to have, like, a bunch of different kinds of dried chili peppers. <clears throat> right. So I put, like you know, ancho chili peppers and chili to arbol and then like a couple others that I lost the label to that I don't even know what they are anymore. And then I also <laughs> put jalapenos in the broth too. Yeah, finally. I wonder how hot this one is. Oh, right, it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you used to make, I remember from the Super Bowl, you would always make that chili and it yeah. was just like... Same deal. Watching it. Yeah, no, I know. That's the best chili I ever had. Fuck. Yeah, bunch of God, different chili. God damn. <laughs> Yeah, and then you get this, like, spicy soup. It's so good. (laughs) But I never put sweet potatoes in before. Like, I -hmm. like to do potatoes and hominy because it's, like, the double kind of starch situation. Mm -hmm. And But it's, like, they're very different texturally, but still kind of occupy the same sort of flavor, like, center in your brain, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Interesting. Um, so, but then I put sweet potatoes in, and it was really good. And I just had some sweet potatoes that, like, were starting to look a little tired. And I just was like, oh, I gotta use them up. And it was good. Do you ever like go through idea. cycles in your grocery? Because I would, you, you mentioned red onions, and I really like red onions. Uh-huh. And I realized I probably haven't bought a red onion in, like, two years. Mm. You know? Have you ever done that? Or, like... Like greens. I do that with like collard greens or mustard greens a lot. Well, I'll buy them every week at the grocery store for like months. And then one time I'll stop and then I won't buy them again for like a year. Yeah. With no thought or planning. It's just like I go through weird cycles of like, oh, this sounds good this week. Yeah. I I like cook at work a lot. And so I don't necessarily cook at home very much. So I mostly just buy, like, onions and potatoes and garlic and, like, you know, whatever greens will stay for a week without me using them, and then I can eat them eventually, you know? Right. Because I generally only cook on the weekend. Something I never buy, but I'm glad when I have it, is sour cream. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's really good, and we got some in the house right now, and now I'm thinking... I gotta make some sort of soup tomorrow. <laughs> I know that's the best part of top of the crack. Like food, and then we're like, "Oh, that sounds really good. <laughs> I could do that." Yeah. Sam, if you were gonna make the uh, pozole with pork, what kind of pork would you use? Well, I've had it. I think that, like, I think you make it with the head of the pig. <laughs> but if I was to do it with pork, I would probably do like. Uh, you know, again, not not chops. I do like uh, leg or shank or neck or you know, 
probably not the belly. It'd be too fatty. You could do it with ribs, though. It'd be good. Right. Mm-hmm. So the cho- chops are really for grilling and frying, aren't they? Not right, yeah, exactly. And you gotta, uh, like, add fat back into them or make sure they're basted in something to keep them moist. Right, mm-hmm. or you brine them. Or you brine them, right. Uh, right. That's true. <laughs> but, like, I think that, yeah, I mean, for the soup, especially for pozole, like, I've made it with diced up. You could, like, dice up pork chops and or pork loin or whatever and have like cubes of meat in there but i think it's best when it's just like the shredded like falling apart stewed meat you know right could you do it vegetarian would you just have no meat or would you yeah totally yeah i think white white beans and it would be good yeah probably beans or beans yeah beans chickpeas maybe because chickpeas are kind of the same size and shape as as how many? Mm-hmm. We could just start posting uh, in recipes on our blog. Yeah. <laughs> right. We really should just start posting food pictures on our Instagram. That's how you yes. get. That's how you get the yes. likes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We need to up the Instagram food food game. I'm terrible at taking pictures of my food. It all looks bad. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> like oh honestly guys this is it just this just looks like a big bowl of shit but it was delicious you know they like trust me I'm just like yeah <laughs> Dude, trust me guys this tastes so fucking good this shit is good yeah <laughs> I uh, so I I'll I'm gonna send you this picture of this food right now I was talking to Jesse on the phone the other day about this fish dish that I'm doing at work. Mm-hmm. Which I made today. I don't know if you remember this, Jesse. Of course, yeah. But it uh, it came out really good. But I tried to take pictures of it, and it just looks like shit. Anyway, I just sent it to you. <laughs> uh, this is probably the best one. Mm. Um, um, but anyway, that's a piece of grilled fish on top of like a warm salad of radicchio and artichoke hearts and potatoes. Mm. Uh, with like an anchovy and oregano vinaigrette. It's good. Nice. Lord Radicchio. How do I see the picture? Oh, in the chat? I, no, no, he, no I texted it, it to you. Oh. I'm not yeah. sure it's gone through yet. I got it. Oh, no, I got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, was, um, that was delicious. Yeah. All right, so what should I make next week in the crock pot, you guys? Cereal. <laughs> cereal soup, god damn it. <laughs> it's perfect after nine hours. It's completely obliterated. Um, well, we oh, should do man. a top of the crock, Jill, where we I talk you through something in the crock pot. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to plan that out. I'll be mm. Send me the ingredient list for right. get it. You could do that. You could do like. <sighs> Man, I don't know. Like, uh, what what you want to do? Some sort of meat? What kind of meat do you want to do? Usually, get? I do. I mean, my whole I I said this, and this is not the most interesting thing, but my whole setup is I get like groceries delivered Sunday or Monday, and I do one of my like staple chicken in the oven dishes midweek, and then on the weekend or early in the week, I do a crock pot. Right. That's kind of like my go-to, and then Friday I mean, nights I take I my I do a takeout from a local restaurant. We we uh, talked about that last week about the 
stuffed nice. chicken wings I, I ordered. Oh, they were that good. Sounds good. <laughs> um, you could do like a beef stew. That's pretty good. Maybe that's a little dull. Yeah. I, it, I, um, it's really dull. And I did a, a cow, it's called cowboy stew, which mm. I really liked. I talked about it. And it's ground beef and be it's basically ground beef and beans and other shit. But it was delicious. You could do like, uh, you ever had like, um, chicken adobo? Like yeah. The Fili- Filipino dish? That's yeah. really good. That, that's, I, that's, I will look that up. That's a great yeah. idea. But you can do that pork too. And that's really simple. You probably have well, you everything know, you need for that. I fucking love chicken. Uh, like, that's the thing. Like, you know, I know. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's something I tell people at, like, lame ass icebreakers. What's, what's you may it? not know this about me, but I love chicken. <laughs> I've got a coworker. We when we before fucking coronavirus, and we would uh, like we would our desks would be in the same office where we worked, and so we'd eat lunch at our desks. And every day he's like, "Chicken again, Joel," and I'm like, <laughs> "You know it, man." <laughs> <laughs> and that was our thing. That was our shtick. <laughs> I fucking love chicken and uh, fried chicken. I've got my three things I do at home that, like, I can just do without thinking about it is, like, fried chicken, roast chicken thighs, and whole roast chicken. And that's just the, like, Uh easy, put it in the oven, forget about it, come back when it's ready. I love that shit. You could do bolognese in the crock pot. I bet that would be good. Oh, yeah. That would be. What'd you say? You did bolognese in the crock pot? Oh, yeah. That's a really good idea. I bet that would be good. Yeah. You could do like a kind of Indian-esque like tikka masala kind of thing too. Yeah, I don't that's know if true. Would, that would be good. I mean, I don't, probably just need to cook for a super long time, but that could be tasty. <clears throat> yeah, the crock pot, I like it. I mean, eight hours on low is pretty much what you do for whatever. Yeah. And you can't. Yeah. Well, you can overcook it, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. What else do we... Let's wrap this up. Um, It's game six of the World Series. Rays are up one nothing, sixth inning. So, pretty good game. Blake Snow just got taken out. I do want to mention, you guys didn't watch game four of the World Series. That was the walk-off single, right? Mm, Yeah. I saw the highlight, but no, I didn't watch it. That was the greatest goddamn baseball game I have seen in, like, 15 years. That was mm-hmm. so fucking amazing. Really? Yeah. It was It was the most entertaining baseball game since probably, like, the 2004 ALCS that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Up and back and forth, lots of home runs, 7-6 Dodgers, bottom of the ninth, um... Two on, two out. Dude, Brett Phillips, who's off the bench, who's 0 for 2 in the postseason, hits a bloop single in the shallow right field. Okay, so it's definitely going to score one to tie it. Chris Taylor, the center fielder, bobbles the ball. Okay, A former Mariner, Chris Taylor. Oh, is he? I didn't know he was former Mariner, Chris Taylor. Uh, He comes around, so he bobbles the ball. Randy Rosarena the greatest Randy of all time, maybe. He was on first base, so he rounds third, and then Randy falls down. And he doesn't just fall down. He does, like, a head-over-heels 
somersault down third the third base line. Nobody tripped him. He just fucking fell down. <laughs> so I think it's Muncie. Would Muncie be at first base? Yeah. Yeah. Muncie's yeah. at first base. Taylor gets the ball to him. Muncie turns, throws it to catcher Will Smith. It goes just right past Will Smith. So then Randy gets back up, sees that the ball got past the catcher, and then runs and does a head-first slide in the home base and scores the winning run. It was just so fucking hilarious and the best way to end a baseball game. <laughs> So, yeah, remember that's that. crazy. Yeah, yeah, I didn't Especially, watch it. <clears throat> what? I didn't watch it. I know, I know. You need to smuggle in like a, a old timey radio TV into your work. No, I wasn't at work. I was upstate, and I didn't have reception, uh, so I didn't see that you had called until like the next day. Right, that's the thing. I texted and called like everybody right. I knew at one in the morning to try to because this was the most amazing thing. <laughs> no answer. Yeah, and I got I, all these I texts, text and, and I was like, "Huh?" Missed calls. I was, I was like, like "Shit, is Joel in jail right now?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I also did not explain why I was texting. It was just a series of letters and numbers with an exclamation mark. It right. was. I saw that, and I was like, oh, I hope his crockpot's okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, thanks, guys. All right. Um, cool. So, Jesse, you finish that book and tell us uh, yeah. how it goes. I got my Ty Cobb book in the mail today. Ooh. So I'm going to start that so we can do um, – a B, bo- a B block book club. Book club. Yeah, also Ty Cobb. Yeah, cool. I'd uh, like to. I'll, I'll read that. Maybe. maybe I should read yeah. the book too. Maybe we should all. Maybe we should do a book club. Like a book club. What? What? Yeah. Uh, now I gotta look up because there's like a bunch of Ty Cobb um, biographies, and this was I, a specific one that was recommended to me on Twitter. Because this is the uh, one that says he's not actually a racist. Yeah, this is the like. More did, pro Ty Cobb one. Did you accidentally get the Ty Cobb book about like Trump's lawyer Ty Cobb? Oh, I oh, forgot shit. that Trump actually does yeah. have a lawyer named Ty Cobb. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. It's like how how much of an evil shit hurt heel can you be to have a lawyer named Ty Cobb? <laughs> <laughs> Ty Cobb, a terrible beauty, is what it's oh, called. Oh, I've heard of that book. Uh, I'll I'll look into getting it too. Yeah, look into it. Um, <laughs> I got it. It was $16.56 plus shipping and handling. Um, what was the other thing? What I uh, don't want... Oh, God. Do we want a podcast next Tuesday? Or is that just going to make me... Oh, no, I like, can't. Freak the fuck yeah. 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 <laughs> what was, I was like, what's next Tuesday? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Tuesday nights are generally our podcast tonight. But I might not want to podcast next Tuesday. We could we could just we could just have a Zoom meeting. We could just get on Zoom and record ourselves losing. Yeah, it. it may also be the most hilarious podcast. <laughs> or the worst. Um, my phone is gonna die, so I'm gonna. Yeah, we to need to log off. We're log off here. Anyway, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump spinoff, Top of the Crock. Top of the clock here, our <laughs> cooking podcast. 
for Jesse and Sam, my name is Joel. Uh, again, if you listen on Apple iTunes, be sure to give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Follow me on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. Sam is on there sometimes. Yeah, I, I mostly just tweet Carlos Correa and say nice swing, bitch, over and over yes, again. Ooh, do that right now. <clears throat> I'm still feuding with those Astros fans. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, we got to make that Instagram top of the clock Instagram. Mookie right. Nets just bored. All right. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Dodgers up 2-1.